is Dixia, reading to you from our manuscript, Junior Doctor's Experiences with Interprofessional Collaboration, Wandering the Landscape. The authors of this article are Dixia van Duin, Marco Antonio de Cavallo Filo, Peter Pipe, Suzanne Borgman, Mats Olofsson, Debbie Jaarsma and Marco Versluis. Abstract. Context. The transition from medical student to junior doctor is challenging. Junior doctors need to become part of the Physician Community of Practice, the COP, while dealing with new responsibilities, tasks and expectations. At the same time, they need to learn how to navigate the frontiers and intersections with the other communities of practice that form the landscape of practice, the LOP. This study aims to understand how junior doctors experience interprofessional collaboration, also called IPC, and what elements shape these experiences considering their transition to clinical practice. Methods. In this multi-center qualitative study, 13 junior doctors drew individually two rich pictures of IPC experiences, one positive and one negative. A rich picture is a visual representation, a drawing of a particular situation intended to capture the complex and non-verbal elements of an experience. We use semi-structured interviews to deepen the understanding of junior doctors depicted IPC experiences. And we analyze both visual materials and interview transcripts iteratively, for which we adopted an inductive constructivist thematic analysis. Results. While transitioning into a doctor, junior doctors become foremost members of the physician COP and shape their professional identity based on perceived values in their physician community. Interprofessional learning occurs implicitly, without input from the interprofessional team. As a result, junior doctors struggle to bridge the gap between themselves and the interprofessional team, preventing IPC learning from developing into an integrative process. This professional isolation leaves junior doctors wandering the landscape of practice without understanding roles, attitudes and expectations of others. Conclusions Learning IPC needs to become a collective endeavor and an explicit learning goal based on multi-source feedback to take advantage of the expertise already present in the LOP. Furthermore, junior doctors need a safe environment to embrace and reflect on the emotions aroused by interprofessional interactions under the guidance of experienced facilitators. Introduction Taking the first steps as a doctor can be challenging for junior doctors. They need to translate theoretical knowledge from an academic setting into clinical actions in a work environment while coping with new responsibilities, tasks and expectations. This transition to postgraduate training brings uncertainty about junior doctors' new roles for which many feel unprepared and triggers insecurity in the newcomers regarding their competence. At the same time, junior doctors have a strong sense of responsibility, want to demonstrate their independence and perceive asking for help as failing to cope. In this context of transition, interprofessional collaboration can be especially demanding. Interprofessional collaboration, IPC, happens when different healthcare professionals work together to provide optimal healthcare. We believe that understanding how junior doctors engage in and experience their interprofessional collaborations may inform pedagogical strategies to foster their transition to autonomous practitioners capable of collaborating with different healthcare professionals. 
with healthcare organizations worldwide becoming more complex and costly, interprofessional collaboration and education are crucial to enable mutual learning, effective teamwork and strengthen educational resources. Junior doctors become a member of the Physician Community of Practice, the COPP, which involves understanding one's own role as a physician and developing skills and practices, competence, within the physician community. At the same time, junior doctors also enter a landscape of healthcare practice, the LOHCP, a landscape of communities of practice brought together in the same working environment. The LOHCP is an interprofessional community with different healthcare professionals who share the same objective, enabling good patient care. Junior doctors need to learn to navigate the LOHCP, which requires acquiring knowledge about the practices of other professions to understand what is required to thrive as an effective physician within an interprofessional healthcare team. This knowledgeability is defined by Wenger Treiner et al as the complex relationships people establish with respect to a landscape of practice, which makes them recognizable as reliable sources of information or legitimate providers of services. Knowledgeability grows at the boundaries of individual communities, where members of the communities of practice interact and is vital to becoming a good collaborator. It becomes clear that in order to engage in shared learning experiences, Junior doctor's journey needs not to only take place inward within the physician community, but also across boundaries of communities. This may raise tensions as each community has its own culture, customs and beliefs, and the newcomers need to find common ground within the interprofessional healthcare team and establish nurturing relationships while adapting to their new role as doctors. Successfully understanding and managing relationships with supervisors, nurses and other healthcare professionals increases junior doctors' confidence in taking on their role as new doctors. Research shows that team support facilitates the transition to autonomous practice, particularly when junior doctors perceive IPC as something positive. However, when IPC is dysfunctional, it may be challenging to build supportive working relationships and IPC may even become a burden. This burden is especially heavy for junior doctors who are not aware of their own roles and unfamiliar with the roles of the other team members. Although IPC in medical practice has been extensively studied, much less is known about junior doctors' experiences with IPC and the challenges they face as newcomers in the LOJCP. Researchers have been focusing on identifying barriers and facilitators of productive IPC, and although this provides useful and valuable information regarding the nature and context of IPC experiences, it does not allow for an in-depth understanding of the complexity of junior doctors' IPC experiences in relation to the dynamic transition process they embark on. For instance, Olde Becking et al. divided junior doctors' barriers to interprofessional collaboration into three levels. The clinical environment, the system, interprofessional relationships and personal factors. These levels correspond with aspects of interprofessional collaboration as follows. At the system level, doctors have to adapt to working in ever-changing interprofessional teams and deal with high workloads. Considering their interprofessional relationships, junior doctors often lack awareness of the role of other health professionals in the team struggle with power asymmetries and feel unsupported. 
On a personal level, junior doctors may experience low self-confidence and imposter syndrome. However, in order to understand the interplay between junior doctors and the IPC context, and how junior doctors internally and emotionally shape their IPC experiences in the background of their entrance in both the COPP and the LOHCP, a research method is needed that allows for exactly that, finding out complex situations and everything that is subjectively connected to them. A better understanding of how junior doctors experience IPC during their transition to practice may inform the design of pedagogical strategies to optimize the support of junior doctors' personal and professional development. This study aims to understand a. how junior doctors experience IPC and b. what elements shape their experiences with IPC. Methods Design We conducted a multi-center qualitative study adopting an inductive constructivist somatic analysis to explore how junior doctors experience IPC. Our data corpus consisted of interviews and rich pictures. We collected data using the U4 network and interviewed junior doctors from different specialties and institutions, aiming to enrich our understanding of this complex phenomenon. The U4 network is a collaboration between the European universities of Ghent, Belgium, Uppsala, Sweden, Göttingen, Germany and Groningen, the Netherlands. Participants and ethical approval. Previous studies have identified the first two years of clinical practice after graduation as the most stressful and demanding years in terms of preparation for IPC. To broaden the understanding of IPC experiences, we purposefully selected 13 junior doctors representing a variety in gender, nationality and workplace, inside the hospital and in primary care. Participants were required to have a minimum of six months and a maximum of three years of work experience as a doctor. Junior doctors were approached in person or by email by the contact person of each university, Peter Pipe, Suzanne Borgman and Mats Olofsson, or by Tizia van Duin. Subsequently, junior doctors who were interested in participating were contacted by Tizia van Duin. We sent them the information letter and consent form by email, made an online appointment for the interview and collected the signed informed consent forms. The participants were informed that the data would be handled anonymously and confidentially, that participation was voluntary and that they could withdraw at any time. The participants did not receive any compensation. All participants provided written informed consent. Ethical approval was obtained from the ethical committees from the relevant institution for each participating centre, the NVMO Ethical Review Board, the Ethics Committee Ghent, the Ethics Committee University Medical Centre Göttingen and the Swedish Ethical Review Authority. None of the participants were supervised directly by members of the research team. Data collection. Between March and August 2020, junior doctors from three different countries, Germany, Belgium and the Netherlands, were video interviewed by Tietje van Duin using Zoom, as the study took place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Due to logistical difficulties, we were unable to include any Swedish junior doctors. To explore junior doctors' experiences with IPC, we used a combination of rich pictures and semi-structured interviews. A rich picture is a visual representation 
of a particular situation intended to show the experience in all its complexity, context, connections, people involved, interrelations and also emotions. Rich pictures allow individuals to remember and tell the story of their experiences non-verbally, which may enrich their memory recollection. In addition, rich pictures help support a dialogue between participant and researcher, and the rich picture itself can also be aesthetically analysed, providing complementary information. The semi-structured interviews were used to deepen the understanding of junior doctors' depicted IPC experiences. Participants were asked to draw two rich pictures, one of a rewarding or exciting experience concerning IPC while working as a junior doctor, and one of a frustrating or challenging experience. Hitche van Duin gave all participants the same instructions, see Appendix 1, and showed them an example of a rich picture. Participants used two white A4 paper sheets and colored pencils and or markers. Drawing took approximately 40 minutes, after which participants shared their experiences with Hitche van Duin and the interview started, see Appendix 2, for a description of the interview structure. All interviews were conducted in English, audio recorded and lasted 40 to 60 minutes. Data analysis. We performed an inductive constructivist thematic analysis, which involved an iterative process of data collection and analysis. In other words, the authors used early insights and ideas from the first rich pictures and interviews to further elaborate on specific concepts and ideas in the interviews that followed. The rich pictures and interviews were analysed in a parallel and dialogical process. Due to the richness of our data, every included sample held much relevant information to reaching our study aim. Throughout the analysis process, Tietje van Duin, Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis engaged in frequent discussions to ensure that all aspects of the data would be thoroughly analysed, capture a broad range of perspectives and reach a mutual understanding of codes, categories and themes. The first step of data analysis already started during the interview in which both Tietje van Duin and the participant actively and subjectively made sense of the depicted experience. All interviews were manually transcribed verbatim by Tietje van Duin. To further familiarise with the data, the transcripts were repeatedly and actively read. The interview transcripts were analysed as follows. Parallel with the rich pictures, see also the paragraphs below. 1. Initial line-by-line -line open coding of the first transcript, summarising each sentence with a short description, for example, feeling insecure, knowing the team and bearing responsibility. 2. Focused coding of the subsequent transcript, after each interview, constantly comparing new data with previously analysed data and merging similar codes into coding categories, for example alignment, mutual respect. 3. Connecting the coding categories from step 2 into meaningful groups, personal, interpersonal and context. And 4. Relating different codes, selective coding, and interpreting the meaning of the data, for example identity, power and support sorting them into themes. Coding was data-driven, adopting an inductive framework. Data organization was supported by Atlas TI version 8 and the use of thematic maps. 
The thematic maps help to further organize the themes and to identify overarching themes. Parallel to exploring the interview transcripts, Fietse van Duin, Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis aesthetically analyze rich pictures into dynamic group sessions. In each session, Tietje van Duin asked Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis, who were blind to the respective interview, to describe the drawing and elaborate on the use of space, including connections and relations, the use of color, the different elements, symbols, metaphors and emotions, and finally to make a general interpretation of the drawing. After the aesthetic analysis, Tietje van Duin shared the story behind the drawing with Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis further exploring the meanings and assumptions behind the drawing and connecting the drawing with the interview. After each group session, Tietje van Duin organized discussed data into patterns and shared the summary with Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis to consolidate a mutual understanding. The final step of the rich picture analysis was the gallery walk. For the gallery walk, all rich pictures were presented simultaneously on a wall and viewed by a selected group of researchers. The group consisted of an educational scientist experienced with rich pictures, an experienced supervisor in anesthesiology, a junior doctor who did not take part in the interviews, a midwife and researchers Tietje van Duin and Marco Versluis. During the gallery walk, the group reflected on the different aspects of the pictures, for example, how the junior doctor related to the team, connectedness, nearness to others versus distance, the position of the junior doctor in the drawing versus position of the depicted patient, the environmental influences like workload, time and settings that influence the collaboration and the emotional atmosphere. The gallery walk was structured as follows. First, the group looked at the pictures for 30 minutes, after which they discussed their interpretations for 40 minutes, coming to a shared understanding of the meanings. Second, the group looked at the pictures of the rewarding or exciting experiences and the frustrating or challenging experiences separately for 20 minutes, looking for similarities and differences between the two groups of drawings. Finally, the group engaged in a meaning-making discussion that lasted for 40 minutes. Dietje van Duin guided the gallery walk and audio recorded the discussions. The rich picture analysis complemented the coding process and the identification of themes. Research team and reflexivity. Our research team's different perspectives contributed to the enrichment of this study. As a year six medical student, Tietje van Duin's close proximity to the junior doctors facilitated the understanding of their experiences and fostered trust to gather sensitive data. Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo, an internal medicine specialist experienced in qualitative research as well as rich pictures, contributed a different cultural perspective. Together with Marco Versluis, a gynecologist and senior educator, Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo contextualized the findings regarding the reality of clinical and educational practices based on their experiences as senior physicians, supervising undergraduate and postgraduate medical trainees. Debbie Jaarsma is a professor in medical education, experienced in qualitative research and helped identify the relevant data, critically revising the findings. The foundation of this research was laid by the U4 network, with Peter Pipe, Suzanne Borgman and Mats Olofsson all having leading positions in both interprofessional collaboration and education in their respective institutions, 
broadening the team's understanding of IPC and shaping the conceptualization and design of the study, as well as the relevancy of the data. Results A total of 13 junior doctors, 7 from the Netherlands, 3 from Germany and 3 from Belgium, Table 1, drew two situations related to IPC, which they labelled as a positive and a negative experience. Their professional experience as a junior doctor varied from 8 to 27 months. The variety in participants' nationalities and specialisms, including surgical, non-surgical and primary care workplaces, provided a broad view of IPC in various settings. Junior doctors depicted an array of emotions in both positive and negative experiences. IPC experiences were shaped by junior doctor, personal, the interprofessional team and the supervisor, interpersonal and the context of the situation, system. We grouped the elements influencing how junior doctors experienced IPC into three themes. 1. Learning IPC implicitly, feedback, emotions and supervision. 2. Transitioning into a doctor, role perceptions and team dynamics. And 3. Judging the value slash quality of the collaboration by its perceived outcome, good or bad experience. See figures C1 to C3 for evolution of thematic map. Learning IPC implicitly. Feedback, emotions and supervision. Feedback. Learning IPC often occurred implicitly. Supervisors' feedback seldom addressed the junior doctor's performance as a collaborator, nor did it provide an opportunity for junior doctors to engage in conversations about their leadership skills. When junior doctors referred to feedback sessions, these either centered on the junior doctor's performance, you should check more often, or on the team's performance, we worked really well together. Junior doctors received no feedback regarding their attitudes or behaviors from physicians within the physician group. Furthermore, the environment surrounding the interprofessional team did not facilitate learning from feedback due to interprofessional boundaries, which created professional-slash-cultural silos. In these silos, empowered feedback givers at the workplace were mainly senior physicians, and feedback from other team members regarding collaborative skills was rare. Consequently, junior doctors did not see the interprofessional team as an available and meaningful source of feedback regarding their collaborative skills. In the few cases when junior doctors did receive interprofessional feedback, it was indirect. Head nurses transferring complaints from nurses to the junior doctor or senior physician classical nurses' wishes as conveyed to him by a head nurse. Due to the boundaries separating the professional silos, junior doctors and the other health professionals did not engage in conversations about attitudes, beliefs and expectations. And without this feedback, junior doctors lacked awareness of how their behavior affected the team, preventing them from improving their working relationships. As there were no IPC communication channels between the junior doctor and the interprofessional team, a frustrating IPC experience remained frustrating, without the team coming together to understand each other's perspectives, as the following quote illustrates. It wasn't a long discussion, but she, an experienced nurse, did not agree with what I had said. It was not in the words, it was more in how they, both nurses, reacted. I think I was already disappointed in the communication. I was thinking about all the other decisions, and not this one. So yeah, for me, it was a waste of time. Emotions. Junior doctors found IPC experiences emotional. 
which seem to distract their ability to learn from IPC experiences. In positive IPC experiences, junior doctors felt happiness and a strong sense of pride of both themselves and the whole team. When asked why they had positive feelings about the collaboration, the answer often revolved around their own performance. In these positive experiences, junior doctors felt supported by the team and could share their responsibilities, which made them feel confident and competent as a beginning physician. However, because of this positive atmosphere, all is well, junior doctors did not seem to reflect further on how they contributed to IPC or how others experienced their participation and role in the team. I did not show it to anyone, but I was really anxious and I felt really supported by the nurse who was with me. That I was able to do this, to do something new, try something new in a safe environment. And this picture of a positive IBC experience not only depicts this one nurse, but also all the other nurses in the hospital I'm working with. Because I'm doing a lot of new things and they, they allow me to do that. And they work in a team with me. So that feels really good. In negative IPC experiences, junior doctors experienced anger, sadness, frustration and sometimes guilt. They struggled to modulate their emotions, resulting in an inability to take on a helicopter view of the situation or to understand the perspectives of others in the team. Unlying these emotions was often a sense of helplessness and, at the time of drawing, junior doctors still did not understand what had gone wrong in challenging collaborations, especially in cases of conflict. As they did not share these emotions within the interprofessional team, junior doctors felt alone and unsupported, especially regarding their responsibility for good patient care. See also figure one. It's just a lot of bad vibes coming towards me and a lot of question marks. Me showing, not knowing how to reach my co-workers or how to reach my supervisor. Why wasn't I called by the head nurse of the department? And me trying to do what's best for my patient. But the feeling I got out of it was not the feeling I did what was best for the patient. But the feeling I got out of this was, well, apparently I cannot do anything good for anyone at all. Considering both positive and negative IPC experiences, junior doctors did not seem equipped to learn from these situations or deepen their reflections on how they related to the interprofessional team. Junior doctors also missed opportunities to become aware of how the interaction between them and the team could be modulated and improved. I gave him the feeling that I was superior, but that was absolutely what I did not want to do. To this date, I actually do not know what went wrong, but somehow it did. And I tried to talk through it afterwards, and yeah, we're good again. But I did not really resolve the conflict on that day. Somehow, I pissed them off, and I do not know how or why. Supervision. Striking was that in these turbulent IPC experiences, junior doctors did not reach out to their experienced physician supervisor for help or guidance. Although hierarchy was mentioned as a barrier to ask for help, the main reason was that IPC and supervision were seen as separate entities. Figure 1. One junior doctor was unable to resolve a conflict with the nurse and explained why he did not approach his supervisor, a belief that other junior doctors shared. It would not really make sense that they, supervisors, would be interested. 
There was no patient at risk or anything. It was just like a personal thing of communication or miscommunication between me and the nurse, and nothing really to do with mistakes or error in the patient's care. This quote illustrates that junior doctors do not see how directly IPC may impact patient care and safety. Both junior doctors and supervisors seem to not perceive IPC as a learning objective, which resulted in supervisors not opening conversations about IPC and junior doctors not looking at their supervisors as role models for collaborative behaviour. Furthermore, the other healthcare professionals did not appear in the drawings as formal and empowered feedback givers. Transitioning into a doctor, role perceptions and team dynamics, becoming a doctor. While transitioning into their new roles, junior doctors perceived they should be able to work autonomously and bear sole responsibility. They felt they needed to be the one in power in the team, making the medical decisions independently. One junior doctor described it as follows. As a doctor, you have a certain responsibility towards the patients, but also towards the people you work with, especially in a hierarchy. You need to... It's really hard in the beginning to accept that you are like the higher person because you are used to being the lowest person. But eventually you are the one with more responsibility because you decide whether or not a patient can go home. Most junior doctors did not feel prepared to bear the responsibility of working autonomously. They felt insecure and unsure of their competencies. Simultaneously, they perceived pressure from the team and the supervisor to do what was expected of them, know what to do, take control of the situation. In this context, some junior doctors felt like they were playing a character by pretending to make independent medical decisions, by telling team members what to do and perhaps most consequentially by not asking for help to show autonomy and confidence, or threats to interprofessional engagement and patient safety. This dichotomy between feeling insecure and the urge to take responsibility and control often made junior doctors feel alone, unsupported and solely responsible for patients' clinical outcomes. These feelings triggered a strong focus on the self. With the primary focus on navigating their own roles, junior doctors struggled to connect with other team members and understand the roles of others, creating a gap between them and the team that was difficult to bridge. However, as junior doctors grew in competence and self-assurance, they became more comfortable in their roles, managed their expectations better and opened the door to accept help from the team. I think as a young doctor, you are very often looked at as if you should be in control and that you really do not experience that you are in control. Because usually, as a young doctor, you are just the next young doctor in line for the nurses. As in, you're just a new doctor. And the old, previous doctor was there for a year. So they, the nurses, are used to a more experienced person. And they know what they should be able to do. And when you get there, you are like, I have no idea what to do. And it's very comforting that after a while, you get that feeling, knowing what to do as well. And yes, they, the nurses, want something from me, but I know how I can help them with that. And well, that's pretty nice. Feeling supported by the team. When junior doctors worked in naturally supportive teams, it generated a sense of control that reassured junior doctors' professional identity, contributing to its development and facilitating interprofessional learning opportunities. 
This reassurance eased the transition considerably. Also, this supportive environment provided a strong sense of doing it together and gave junior doctors a feeling of belonging in the team. Junior doctors reported support happening in the following ways. A. Experienced team members advising and guiding the junior doctor. B. Team members reassuring the junior doctor or team members complimenting the junior doctor's work, boosting junior doctor's confidence. And C. Other team members doing a good job themselves which gave junior doctors a feeling that they could rely on the team and share responsibility. One junior doctor felt unprepared for a task, but could rely on a supportive team, which did not threaten her autonomy, but enhanced it, providing her with a sense of control. And so, trying to de-escalate the patient, I get a bit stressed. Or I get to the end of my abilities, because it does not work very well at the first time. I cannot handle the patient alone, but on the ward there are two nurses who are very experienced and trained for these situations and stay calm and they have my back. So they do not directly tell me what to do, but they stand behind me and guard me and they step in whenever the situation might get a little dangerous. So they make sure that the situation stays under control. Feeling supported by the supervisor. Besides the interprofessional team, supervisors played a key role in the way junior doctors experienced IPC. In general, supervisors had leading positions and power inside the interprofessional teams. They could use their power to give space and autonomy to junior doctors to develop into their role as a doctor and find a place inside the team. Furthermore, the supervisors modulated the complexity of junior doctors' tasks and could build up their self-confidence. However, they could also weaken junior doctors' positions by taking over during a collaboration, belittling them by changing junior doctors' clinical decisions, or leaving them out of the decision-making process altogether. Figure 2. When excluded from the decision-making, junior doctors felt insecure and outside of the team, damaging the ongoing working relations with the other team members. One junior doctor had an extensive discussion with a nurse about the treatment of a patient in palliative care, after which the nurse went to her supervisor. In the end, the supervisor changed the treatment without discussing it with the junior doctor. This one nurse was obviously not happy with that, the decision regarding the care of the patient. But I was, how to say, confident that the patient was being helped in the correct and humane and respectful way. And then, after that, I had to call my supervisor for something else. And then he said, oh, by the way, I got a call from the head, of the, the head nurse of the department, who was called by the nurse who I spoke 40 minutes with. I'm going to change this and that in the treatment of the patient before he leaves to his residence. Um, so, yeah, that was a pretty shitty feeling. This quotation shows the interplay between the team, the supervisor and the junior doctor and how this can affect junior doctors' perceptions of IPC and their confidence as autonomous doctors. Judging the value or quality of the collaboration by its perceived outcome. Good or bad experience? Good experience. The outcome of the IPC experience impacted how junior doctors judged the collaboration. When asked to draw a positive IPC experience, 
junior doctors depicted clinical situations with positive patient outcomes. For example, a healthy newborn and the mother being able to stay with her children and success in reducing length of hospital stay. Along with the good clinical outcome came a sense of pride and happiness that increased junior doctor's self-esteem and was transferred to the team. Figure 3. These positive feelings shaped the whole perception of the particular collaboration. Her delivery was great. So that also really felt like we really did this. We as a team can do this. The hospital is also a good place to deliver your baby and you can have a good experience. And that's not only me, that's the whole team. That's the nurses who are with me because without them, I could not do it. So that's why I'm very proud of what I've done here. The circle in the middle of the picture with all three of us and also our students, they are really a support to all the ladies women in labor, women delivering a baby. Bad experience. When asked to draw a negative IPC experience, junior doctors depicted situations related to unmet therapeutical goals, including lengthening of hospital stay and the patient who suddenly became critically ill, or conflicting situations. These bad outcome experiences had in common that the junior doctor did not feel happy with the way the situation turned out. Due to negative emotions associated with the bad outcome, junior doctors also perceived the collaboration as negative. Interestingly, the strong negative emotions drove junior doctors to take a central position in the story and the picture, with the patient in the background. Negative IPC experiences, therefore, were much more about junior doctors themselves and less about patient care and the team, even though the situation was judged on the basis of perceptions of the latter two. One junior doctor explained why she drew herself in the middle of the picture, representing a negative IPC experience. I drew myself quite big in the center of the drawing, and my supervisor behind me, but a bit higher. But yeah, because I was, I think, in my head, this drawing was about me. And I see I drew the nurse a few times smaller, but I wanted to show that I was really frustrated with myself. And I think in the other drawing, of a positive IPC experience. I just wanted to show the whole package of the experience. That wasn't so much about myself, but more about the teamwork. In summary, the emotions aroused by the clinical experience were determinant to junior doctors' judgments about the quality of IPC. Supervisors and team members contributed to this perception. When the team complimented the junior doctors after a good ending, the perception that a good outcome equaled a happy team and good collaboration was fueled. Figure 3. Vice versa, when there was a conflict, an unhappy team equaled a bad collaboration and a negative IPC experience. The fact that IPC was not an explicit learning goal made the reflections about team collaborations superficial. For instance, not including knowledgeability about other health professions, leadership and participation as a collaborator. Discussion. In this study, we addressed junior doctors' experiences with IPC during their transition to clinical practice. We identified three themes that shaped junior doctors' experiences with IPC. One, learning IPC implicitly, feedback, emotions and supervision. Two, transitioning into a doctor, role perceptions and team dynamics. And three, judging the value slash quality of the collaboration by
by its perceived outcome, good or bad experience. In accordance with these three themes, we found that junior doctors had difficulty bridging the gap between themselves and the interprofessional team. First, junior doctors learn IPC implicitly, receiving no or only indirect feedback from the other health professionals regarding their collaborative efforts due to the existing interprofessional boundaries. This lack of feedback made it difficult for junior doctors to become aware of and understand different perspectives and prevented them to reflect on and learn from the strong emotions often aroused by IPC experiences. Second, while becoming a doctor, junior doctors felt they needed to be autonomous, to be in control and to know what to do. This pressure led junior doctors to a self-centered stance with their main focus on their new roles and performance, losing sight of how they relate to the interprofessional team, often discarding the available help of the team members surrounding them. Third, the emotions aroused by clinical experiences determine junior doctors' judgment about the quality of IPC, instead of forming the basis for an open conversation about team collaboration. Junior doctors need to become part of the community of physician practice the COPP, while learning how to navigate the frontiers and intersections with the other communities that form the LOP, the landscape of practice. It is clear that the two processes, becoming a member of the COPP and navigating the landscape of healthcare practice, occur in parallel. However, where junior doctors receive formal and direct feedback regarding their competence as a physician, Feedback on their collaborative performance within the LOHCP and by members of the LOHCP is implicit and indirect. This limits interprofessional learning opportunities, which in turn delays their development into good interprofessional collaborators that are able to travel both inward within their COPP as well as across boundaries to journey between communities in the LOHCP. Stallmeyer and Vapio argued in their recent cross-edge cutting paper that in order to prepare junior doctors for their roles in the LOHCP, an interprofessional approach to workplace learning and guidance is required. We follow their lead and suggest practical implications for medical educators to facilitate membership of junior doctors in both the COPP and the LOHCP. Practical implications empowering the whole team as feedback givers. Our study shows that boundary crossing is hampered by cultural silos, with each healthcare profession having its own culture, including behaviours, beliefs, attitudes, values and customs. Within these cultural silos, only the physician supervisor is seen as an available credible source of feedback. Currently, the intra-professional status quo, physicians teaching physicians, is maintained by the medical profession's power over the other professions. To create interprofessional learning opportunities, the workplace needs to stimulate cross-professional feedback. By empowering the whole team, nurses, physiotherapists, midwives, social workers and others as feedback givers, the interprofessional team's role can be formalized within the workplace. An important prerequisite is that power needs to be redistributed, starting with physician supervisors deliberately inviting the interprofessional team in the feedback process, taking advantage of other health professionals' comments on the collaborative attitude of both junior doctors and supervisors to start an IPC conversation. 
By doing this, the physician supervisor acts as a collaborative role model, making the cultural silos more transparent, empowering the interprofessional team and legitimizing their feedback. It is important to train feedback givers in giving feedback, including how to make feedback specific and, in cases of challenging collaborations, how to give constructive feedback with a focus on learning. Feedback givers should take into account that insecure junior doctors with low self-confidence, non-consolidated identities and limited exposure to other health professionals might be less receptive to receive corrective or constructive feedback. Adopting multi-source feedback, MSF, could help operationalize and facilitate the implementation of regular and formative interprofessional feedback, also helping junior doctors to actively seek feedback on their collaborative skills from the relevant COP. Setting IPC as an explicit learning goal. Both supervisors and junior doctors did not perceive IPC as an explicit learning goal. Feedback is given on professional performance, but not on how this performance is achieved in collaboration with the team. This mismatch calls for integrated interprofessional training, where both collaborative and professional physician competencies are acquired together. By making IPC an explicit learning goal, the entire landscape becomes involved in interprofessional learning. It starts with creating awareness as to how IPC relates to clinical practice. There is plenty of research indicating the positive influence of IPC on the working environment, job satisfaction and improved patient care. However, it is essential to create awareness within the interprofessional team about each other's roles, attitudes and expectations. By understanding how each silo organizes itself in terms of power and tasks, junior doctors gain knowledgeability about other professions and learn how to navigate the LOHCP. In functional interprofessional teams, supervisors could address IPC during their regular debriefing sessions. However, in dysfunctional teams, external health professionals who are skilled in interprofessional collaboration could scaffold junior doctors' development into good collaborators. This external input could also help the team as a whole improve their collaboration process. Fostering knowledgeability, bridging the gap. With interprofessional learning as an integrative process and IPC as an explicit learning goal, the LOHCP becomes more prominent in junior doctors' transition, learning trajectories and future careers. In this scenario, junior doctors simultaneously develop two identities, their physician and their landscape identity. The landscape identity is an interprofessional identity, a complementary social identity to their professional physician identity. Nurturing both identities is essential, as professional identity formation is conditional to interprofessional identity formation and can enhance IPC by creating a feeling of unity and belonging. If the doctor's professional identity develops in insulation inside the COPP, junior doctors risk centering their identity on being self-sufficient and in power, culminating in loneliness and feeling out of the group. Our study shows that this focus on the self can threaten interprofessional engagement, which prevents junior doctors from fitting in, making themselves useful and learning how to take advantage of the group. On the contrary, 
if the doctor's professional identity grows inside the LOHCP, across boundaries of communities, junior doctors will understand the team as a source of wisdom and guidance and realize that interprofessional engagement feeds professional autonomy and self-realization. With junior doctors becoming effective members of the LOHCP, their sense of belonging will be fueled, creating a multi-membership in different communities, where they are supported and see the interprofessional team as a tool to become more competent, both as a physician and as a collaborator. Emotions, reflection and transformative learning, consciously shaping experiences. Our study shows that IPC is a highly emotional process and the same goes for being a beginning doctor. The emotions aroused by interprofessional interactions and clinical practice itself shape junior doctors' IPC experiences and consequently their ability to learn from these experiences. With good IPC outcomes, junior doctors' positive emotions limited the extent to which they reflected on their performance within the team. With negative IPC outcomes, junior doctors' strong negative emotions isolated them in a self-centered rumination process that prevented them from learning from other team members. By judging the value of a collaboration by its outcome, also called outcome bias, junior doctors made an inference regarding the collaboration only based on the outcome, rather than evaluating the whole collaboration with all its information. Our curriculum focused on workplace learning should provide two types of formal reflective spaces for junior doctors. One space for discussing IPC independent of the clinical outcome being good or bad, to help junior doctors create the habit of reflecting on teamwork and awareness of how their perception of teamwork can be influenced by the context in which it takes place. The second space is necessary for junior doctors to reflect on the emotions aroused in practice. Directly after an emotional event, it is important that there is a safe space for all team members to share their emotions, which can enable support, validation and comfort and strengthen interprofessional relations. By reflecting on their emotions, junior doctors learn to recognize their emotions, understand how emotions influence their behavior and the group, and finally, modulate their emotions to optimize their performance and the collaboration process. Interestingly, many participants expressed how drawing rich pictures and talking about their experiences helped them reflect on the depicted situations. Some of them experienced the space needed for reflection for the very first time. Special attention should be paid to junior doctors who experience bad treatment outcomes. In stressful situations where there is a lot at stake, the chances of the perceived outcome being bad are a lot higher, but it is in these situations that good IPC and efficient collaboration is especially important to ensure good patient care and sustainable professional relations. Strengths, limitations and future research. This study uses a broad range of IPC experiences with junior doctors varying in age, months of professional experience, specialism and nationality, which makes our findings more transferable than those of previous studies. A strength in our methods is the parallel data analysis of the interviews and rich pictures, each informing the other and informing further data collection. In addition, during the whole analysis process, Tietje van Duin, Marco Antonio de Carvalho Filo and Marco Versluis came together frequently for the aesthetic analysis, 
combining a senior supervisor perspective with the medical student perspective. This enabled an in-depth shared understanding of the IPC experiences of junior doctors. Our findings shed light on emotions junior doctors experience during IPC, a relatively undiscovered area of research. One of the major strengths of this study is the use of rich pictures, which help reveal intimate aspects of junior doctors' experiences. The aesthetic value of the rich pictures complements the words, but in itself also provided information, especially what was or wasn't drawn in the pictures. An example is the details in which junior doctors could draw themselves while leaving out details of others, as they connected more with themselves. The pictures stimulated reflective conversations, which in the end allowed for the themes to develop as they did. This study has a small sample size and does not include any non-Northern European junior doctors, which might make the conclusions we draw less transferable. However, due to our data collection method, we did gather a large amount of rich data relevant to answering our study aim, using information power to guide our sample size. Unfortunately, this study was impacted by the onset and further consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic. Due to logistical difficulties, we were unable to include Swedish junior doctors, which would have provided a broader view on junior doctors' IPC experiences. Interviews could not take place on-site and were conducted over Zoom. And although this provided practical advantages, such as bridging time and place limitations, and allowing for flexible planning, some of the interpersonal interactions of a real face-to-face -face interview might have been lost. To contribute to the generalizability of this study, all interviews were conducted in English, which meant that both researchers and participants had to communicate in their second language, which might have caused nuances to be missed. The possible meanings lost in translation were however balanced out by the use of rich pictures, surpassing translation, enabling findings that were truly reflective of the participants. The perspective of the nurses, the most frequently depicted health professionals, is lacking from this study. Neither were any nurses or other members of the interprofessional teams involved in data analysis, which is a major limitation. Future studies should include the experiences of nurses and other interprofessional team members, both junior and senior, preferably by letting them draw a rich picture of the same collaboration the junior doctor depicted. In addition, further studies should include different healthcare professionals in the data analysis. We used a variety of IPC experiences to make our findings more transferable, but in doing so, we did not focus on differences between junior doctors, for instance, by comparing nationalities, gender or different specialisms. As a consequence of our purposeful sampling, there might be a participant bias, as all junior doctors volunteer to participate. That said, for this research, participants were required that were keen on sharing their experiences and were open to reflect on themselves and their experiences. Conclusions During their transition to clinical practice, junior doctors enter both the COPP and the LOHCP. In both the COPP and the LOHCP, IPC is key to facilitate multi-membership and personal and professional development. Currently, junior doctors become foremost members of the COPP and shape their professional identity
based on the perceived values in their physician community, receiving only explicit professional feedback regarding their physician competence. Interprofessional learning, however, occurs implicitly, with indirect feedback and no input from the interprofessional team. This leaves junior doctors wandering the landscape of healthcare practice without understanding roles, attitudes and expectations of others. To help junior doctors become effective members of the LOHCP and navigate overlapping and bordering communities, an interprofessional approach to IPC is necessary. Therefore, IPC needs to become an explicit learning goal and the whole interprofessional team needs to be empowered and trained as feedback givers. Through interactions with others at the intersections of communities, junior doctors develop knowledgeability, which enables them to bridge the gaps that exist due to professional or cultural silos. In addition, the workplace needs to provide a safe environment to embrace and reflect on emotions aroused by interprofessional interactions and clinical practice. Acknowledgements. The authors would like to acknowledge Tineke Baukamp-Timmer for her editorial help and everyone connected to the U4 network for their input along the way. The authors also want to acknowledge all junior doctors that participated for opening up and sharing their IPC experiences. There are no funders to report for this submission. The authors declare that there is no conflict of interest. All authors have directly participated in the conception of writing of the manuscript and have approved the final version for publication. Ethical approval was obtained from the relevant ethical committees from each university. This was Tietje reading to you from our manuscript, Junior Doctors' Experiences with IPC, Wandering the Landscape.